Section 31, Volume 3, of The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, translated by Richard Burton. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rebecca Case. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 3, Section 31. When it was the one hundred and ninety-seventh night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when Marzawan looked upon Kamar al-Zaman, and knew that it was indeed he whom he was seeking, he cried, Exalted be Allah, who hath made his shape even as her shape, and his complexion as her complexion, and his cheek as her cheek. Upon this Kamar al-Zaman opened his eyes, and gave earnest ear to his speech. And, when Marzawan saw him inclining to hear, he repeated these couplets. I see thee full of song, and plaint and love's own ecstasy, delighting in describing all the charms of loveliness. Art smit by stroke of love, or hath shaft-shot wounded thee? None save the wounded ever show such signals of distress. Ho thou! Crown the wine-cup, and sing me singular. Praises to Salema, Al-Rabab, Tanum addressed. Go round the grape-vine sun, Which for mansion hath a jar. Whose east the cup-boy is, And hear my mouth that opes for west. I'm jealous of the very clothes That dare her sides and roll. When she veils her dainty body, the delicatest grace. I envy every goblet of her lips that taketh toll when she sets the kissing cup on that sweetest kissing place. But deem not by the keen-edged scimitar I'm slain. The hurts and harms I dree are from arrows of her eyes. I found her fingertips, as I met her once again, deep reddened with the juice of the wood that ruddy dyes and cried thy palms thou stainedest when far away was i and this is how thou payest one distracted by his pine quoth she and kindled in my heart a flame that burned high speaking as one who cannot hide of longing love the sign by thy life this is no dye used for dying so forbear thy blame nor in charging me with falsing love persist but when upon our parting day I saw these haste to fare, the while were bared my hand and my elbow and my wrist, I shed a flood of blood-red tears, and with fingers brushed away. Hence blood-reddened were the tips, and still blood-red they remain. Had I wept before she wept, to my longing love a prey, before repentance came, I had quit my soul of pain. But she wept before I wept, and I wept to see her care, and I said, All the merit to precedent. Blame me not for loving her, nor on self of love I swear. For her sake, for her only, these pains my soul torment. She hath all the lair of Lukman, and Yusef's beauty leaf. Sweet singer David's voice, 
and Miriam's chastity. While I have all Jacob's mourning and Jonah's prison grief, and the sufferings of Job and old Adam's history. Yet kill her not, albeit of my love for her I die. But ask her why my blood to her was lawful. Ask her why. When Marzawan recited this ode, the words fell upon Kamar al-Zaman's heart as freshness after fever and returning health. And he sighed and, turning his tongue in his mouth, said to his sire, O my father, let this youth come and sit by my side. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of the day, and ceased to say her permitted say. When it was the one hundred and ninety-eighth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that Kamar al-Zaman said to his sire, O my father, allow this youth to come and sit by my side. Now when the king heard these words from his son, he rejoiced with exceeding joy, though at the first his heart had been set against Marzawan, and he had determined that the stranger's head needs must be stricken off. But when he heard Kamar al-Zaman speak, his anger left him, and he arose and drawing Marzawan to him, seated him by his son, and turning to him said, Praised be Allah for thy safety. He replied, Allah preserve thee, and preserve thy son to thee, and call down blessings on the king. Then the king asked, From what country art thou? And he answered, From the islands of the inland sea, the kingdom of King Gahayur, lord of the isles, and the seas, and the seven palaces. Quoth King Shahiraman, Maybe thy coming shall be blessed to my son, and Allah vouchsafe to heal what is in him. Quoth Marzawan, Inshallah, naught shall be, save what shall be well. Then turning to Kamar al-Zaman, he said to him in his ear, unheard of the king and his court, O my lord, be of good cheer, and hearten thy heart, and let thine eyes be cool and clear. And with respect to her for whose sake thou art thus, ask not of her case on thine account. But thou keepest thy secret, and fellest sick, while she told her secret, and they said she had gone mad. So she is now in prison, with an iron chain about her neck, in most piteous plight. But, Allah willing, the healing of both of you shall come from my hand. Now when Kamar al-Zaman heard these words, his life returned to him, and he took heart, and felt a thrill of joy, and signed to his father to help him sit up. And the king was like to fly for gladness, and rose hastily, and lifted him up. Presently, of his fear for his son, he shook the kerchief of dismissal. And all the emirs and wazirs withdrew. Then he set two pillows for his son to lean upon, after which he bade them perfume the palace with saffron and decorate the city, saying to Marzawan, By Allah, O my son, of a truth thine aspect be a lucky and a blessed. And he made as much of him as he might, and called for food, and when they brought it, Marzawan came up to the prince and said, Rise, eat with me. So he obeyed him and ate with him, and all the while the king invoked blessings on Marzawan and said, How auspicious is thy coming, O my son! And when the father saw his boy eat, his joy and gladness redoubled, and he went out and told the prince's mother and all the household. 
then he spread throughout the palace the good news of the prince's recovery and the king commanded the decoration of the city and it was a day of high festival marzawan passed that night with kamar al-zaman and the king also slept with them in joy and delight for his son's recovery and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say when it was the one hundred and ninety-ninth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that King Shahriman also passed that night with them, in the excess of his joy for his son's recovery. And when the next morning dawned, and the king had gone away, and the two young men were left alone, Kamar al-Zaman told his story from beginning to end to Marzawan, who said, In very sooth I know her with whom thou didst foregather. Her name is the Princess Budur, and she is daughter to King Gahayur. Then he related to him all that had passed with the princess from first to last, and acquainted him with the excessive love she bore him, saying, All that befell thee with thy father hath befallen her with hers, and thou art without doubt her beloved, even as she is thine. So brace up thy resolution and take heart, for I will bring thee to her and unite you both anon, and deal with you even as saith the poet. Albeit to lover adverse be his love, and show aversion how so may he care. Yet will I manage that their persons meet, e'en as the pivot of a scissor's pair. And he ceased not to comfort and solace and encourage Kamar al-Zaman, and urged him to eat and drink, till he ate food and drank wine, and life returned to him, and he was saved from his ill case. And Marzawan cheered him and diverted him with talk and songs and stories, and in good time he became free of his disorder, and stood up and sought to go to the hammam. So Marzawan took him by the hand, and both went to the bath, where they washed their bodies and made them clean. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. When it was the two hundredth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when Kamar al-Zaman, son of King Shahriman, went to the Haman, his father in his joy at this event freed the prisoners and presented splendid dresses to his grandees, and bestowed large alms gifts upon the poor, and bade decorate the city seven days. Then quoth Marzawan to Kamar al-Zaman, No, O my lord, that I came not from the Lady Budur save for this purpose, and the object of my journey was to deliver her from her present case. And it remaineth for us only to devise how we may get to her, since thy father cannot brook the thought of parting from thee. So it is my counsel that tomorrow thou ask his leave to go abroad hunting. Then do thou take with thee a pair of saddlebags full of money, and mount a swift steed, and lead a spare horse, and I will do the like, and say to thy sire, I have a mind to divert myself with hunting the desert, and to see the open country, and there to pass one night. Suffer not any servant to follow us, for as soon as we reach the open country, we will go our ways. Kamar al-Zaman rejoiced in this plan with great joy, and cried, It is good. Then he stiffened his back, and, going in to his father, sought his leave and spoke as he had been taught. And the king consented to his going forth a-hunting, and said, 
O my son, blessed be the day that restoreth thee to health. I will not gainsay in this, but pass not more than one night in the desert, and return to me on the morrow, for thou knowest that life is not good to me without thee, and indeed I can hardly believe thee to be wholly recovered from what thou hadst, because thou art to me as he of whom quoth the poet, Albeit by me I had through day and night Solomon's carpet and the crosaurus might. Both were in value less than wing of gnat, unless these eyne could hold the eye in sight. Then the king equipped his son Kamar al-Zaman and Marzawan for the excursion, bidding make ready for them four horses, together with a dromedary, to carry the money, and a camel to bear the water and belly timber. And Kamar al-Zaman forbade any of his attendants to follow him. His father farewelled him and pressed him to his breast and kissed him, saying, I ask thee in the name of Allah, be not absent from me more than one night, wherein sleep will be unlawful to me, for I am even as saith the poet. Thou present, in the heaven of heavens I dwell. Bearing thine absence is of hells my hell. Pledged be for thee my soul. If love for thee be crime, my crime is of the fellest fell. Does love low burn thy heart as burns it mine? Doom night, and day Gehenna fire to smell? Answered Kamar al-Zaman, O my father, inshallah, I will lie abroad but one night. Then he took leave of him, and he and Marzawan mounted, and leading the spare horses, the dromedary with the money, and the camel with the water and victual, turned their faces towards the open country. And Shahrazad perceived the dawning day, and ceased saying her permitted say. When it was the two hundred and first night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that Kamar al-Zaman and Marzawan ferried forth, and turned their faces toward the open country, and they travelled from the first of the day till nightfall, when they halted, and ate, and drank, and fed their beasts, and rested a while, after which they again took horse, and ceased not journeying for three days, and on the fourth they came to a spacious tract wherein was a thicket. They alighted in it, and Marzawan, taking the camel and one of the horses, slaughtered them, and cut off their flesh, and stripped their bones. Then he doffed from Kamar al-Zaman his shirt and trousers, which he smeared with the horse's blood, and he took the prince's coat, which he tore to shreds, and befouled with gore. And he cast them down in the fork of the road. Then they ate and drank, and mounting set forward again. And, when Kamar al-Zaman asked why this was done, and said, What is this, O my brother, and how shall it profit us? Marzawan replied, Know that thy father, when we have outstayed the second night, after the night from which we had his leave, and yet we return not, will mount and follow in our track till he come hither. And when he happeneth upon this blood which I have spilt, and he seeth thy shirt and trousers rent and gore-fouled, he will fancy that some accident befell thee from bandits or wild beasts, and he will give up hope of thee and return to his city. And by this device we shall win our wishes. Quoth Kamar al-Zaman, By Allah, 
This be indeed a rare device. Thou hast done right well. Then the two fared on, days and nights, and all that while Kamar al-Zaman did not but complain when he found himself alone, and he ceased not weeping till they drew near their journey's end, when he rejoiced and repeated these verses. Will tyrant play with truest friend, who thinks of thee each hour, and after showing love desire betray indifference? May I forfeit every favor if in love I falsed thee? If thee I left, abandon me by way of recompense. But I've been guilty of no crime such harshness to deserve. And if I aught offended thee, I bring my penitence. Of fortune's wonders, one it is thou hast abandoned me. But fortune never wearieth of showing wonderments. When he had made an end of his verses, Marzawan said to him, Look, these be King Gahayur's islands whereat Kamar al-Zaman joyed with exceeding joy, and thanked him for what he had done, and kissed him between the eyes, and strained him. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. When it was the two hundred and second night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when Marzawan said, Look, these be the islands of King Gahayur, Kamar al-Zaman joyed with exceeding joy, and thanked him for what he had done, and kissed him between the eyes, and strained him to his bosom. And after reaching the islands and entering the city, they took up their lodging in a kahan, where they rested three days from the fatigues of their wayfare. After which, Marzawan carried Kamar al-Zaman to the bath, and, clothing him in merchant's gear, provided him with the, a geomantic tablet of gold, with a set of astrological instruments, and with an astrolabe of silver, plated with gold. Then he said to him, Arise, O my lord, and take thy stand under the walls of the king's palace, and cry out, I am the ready reckoner, I am the scrivener, I am he who weeteth the sought and the seeker, I am the finished man of science, I am the astrologer accomplished in experience. Where then is he that seeketh? As soon as the king heareth this, he will send after thee, and carry thee in to his daughter the princess Padur, thy lover. But when about going in to her, do thou say to him, Grant me three days to lay, and if she recover, give her to me to wife, and if not, deal with me as thou dealest with those who forewent me. He will assuredly agree to this, so as soon as thou art alone with her, discover thyself to her. And when she seeth thee, she will recover strength, and her madness will cease from her, and she will be made whole in one night. Then do thou give her to eat and drink. And her father, rejoicing in her recovery, will marry thee to her, and share his kingdom with thee. For he hath imposed on himself this condition, and so peace be upon thee. Now when Kamar al-Zaman heard these words, he exclaimed, May I never lack thy benefits, and... Taking the set of instruments for said, sallied forth from the caravansary in the dress of his order. He walked on till he stood under the walls of King Gahayur's palace, where he began to cry out, saying, I am the scribe, I am the ready reckoner, I am he who knoweth the sought and the seeker, I am he who openeth the volume and summeth up the sums. 
who dreams can expound whereby the sought is found. Where, then, is the seeker? Now when the city people heard this, they flocked to him, for it was long since they had seen scribe or astrologer, and they stood round him, and, looking upon him, they saw one in the prime of beauty and grace and perfect elegance, and they marveled at his loveliness and his fine stature and symmetry. Presently, one of them accosted him and said, Allah upon thee, O thou fair and young, with the eloquent tongue, incur not this affray, nor throw thy life away in thine ambition to marry the Princess Budur. Only cast thine eyes upon yonder heads hung up. All their owners have lost their lives in this same venture. Yet Kamar al-Zaman paid no heed to them, but cried out at the top of his voice, saying, I am the doctor, the scrivener, I am the astrologer, the calculator. And all the townsfolk forbade him from this, but he regarded them not at all, saying in his mind, None knoweth desire, save whoso suffereth it. Then he began to again to cry his loudest, shouting, I am the scrivener, I am the astrologer. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. End of section 31 of The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 3